Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 27th, 2021. This is a podcast where I get into the word of God on a daily basis. Every weekday morning, we start our day with the word of God, and I give you the word in, in a way that you can apply to your life. And so the word of God, you have to turn the corner from information to application, right? So it has to be something that you can apply to your daily living. And that's what we do with today's word. It is a word that we can apply and we're changing. We are continually becoming the men, the women that God has called us to be. I've been teaching a series entitled God is faithful. I want you to know that God is faithful. God is faithful to do everything that he said he would do in your life. I want you to know that you are loved by God, that he made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And he's committed to those plans. He's going to be faithful to you. He will never give up on you. He will never turn his back on you. There's nothing that you did that you can do. Nothing you did cause God to start loving you and nothing you could do will ever make him stop. You've not, you haven't disqualified yourself uh, from because of anything that you did. I, I know the devil will say, hey, you, you messed up, like you did too many bad things, so now you're, you're disqualified. Let me help you out. You never qualified in the first place. <laughs> you're not good enough. I'm not good enough. It doesn't matter. Uh, God was good enough for us. Jesus was perfect for us. You, you embrace the fullness of Jesus, and you will become the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. God is faithful. All right, so I've been teaching a series inside of the series, God is Faithful series, entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is actually part 10. If you haven't uh, seen the previous messages, go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, and then you can check those out there. But this is part 10, and the title of today's message is Speaking the Language of Faith. I, now, I've done a lot of teaching on this, and I love teaching on faith. And so God gave me so much this morning, and this is one of those messages where I'm going to try to contain myself. You know, I'm, I, you know me, I, I get super excited. I, I go from zero to 100 really fast, but I, I really want to communicate what God has given to me in a way that you can really understand and apply. And so let's get into the word for this morning. We've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, I'm going to read a bunch of verses to you, and then we'll get into one of them, verse 13. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, Now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit or faint with weariness. We are like common clay jars, verse 7, that carry around the glorious treasure on the inside of us. We are God carriers so that the immeasurable power will be seen through our lives, but it will be seen as God's and not ours. Verse 8, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, <laughs> but we know this, quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own, own body so that the resurrection life of Jesus can be revealed through our own humanity. Now, we consider living to me that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our own bodies. So then, death is at work in us, but is releasing life in you. Verse 13, this is where we are right now. We have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures when it says, First, I believe, then I spoke in faith. So we also believe, then we speak in faith. Verse 16, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outward man is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed every single day. We view our slight 
short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory because we do not focus our attention on the seen. We are looking at the unseen. What is seen is temporary, subject to change. What is unseen is eternal. So what does this mean for you today? I'm really focusing in on verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures where it said, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. Paul says, therefore, we also believe and we speak in faith. And so on Friday, I taught a message entitled, uh, well, speaking words of faith from a believing heart. And I'm flowing in that same vein today. Listen, if you want to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, then you are going to have to learn how to speak the language of faith. You have to, faith has a language and and you got to speak the language of faith. I'm going to deal with that. Let me give you two more passages of scripture before we get into the, the meat of the message for today. Romans chapter four, beginning at verse 16, 16 through 21, the Bible says, this is uh, Paul talking about Abraham. God said to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. This is true before God, the one that Abraham believed. That, that he believed in a God that gives life to dead situations, who calls those things which be not as though they are. Now, there was no hope that Abraham would have children. But Abraham believed God despite not having any human hope. And this is why he became the father of many nations. As God told him, you will have many descendants. Now, Abraham was almost 100 years old. So he was past the age of having children. Also, Sarah could not have children. Abraham was well aware of all of this, but he had faith in God. His faith in God never became weak. He never doubted that God would do what he promised. He never stopped believing. In fact, he grew stronger in faith, giving glory to God. Abraham felt sure that God was able to do what he said. My God, this is going to be good. Ecclesiastes 3 and 15, the Bible says that which is, look around, look around. Everything you see right now has already been, and that which will be in your future, as far as God is concerned, it's already been. So what God is looking for now is God is looking for history. Uh, so he, he's looking for what has passed by so that history can repeat itself. His story, God is looking for his story to repeat itself in our lives. He made plans for us. He already saw those plans. When he looks at our lives today, he's looking for what he planned. He's looking for what he saw. He's looking for history or his story to repeat itself in our lives in time. Say amen to that. All right, now let's talk about it. Hallelujah. I have three things to share with you on this morning. I'm going to communicate this in a way that I pray that you can see here and understand so you can speak the language of faith. Number one, God calls the future from the present. We serve a God that calls the future from the present. The Bible says that God calls those things which be not as though they are. Now, as children, as his children, we're supposed to live the same way. We're supposed to be imitators of God like little children. We got to get to the point where we can align our lips with what God enables us to see in the spirit, and then we can say what God is revealing, basically say what God allowed us to see, even though what, what he allowed us to see in the spirit may not align with what we're seeing in the natural. So, so you got to be able to say what God revealed or say what God said, even though what you can see with your natural eyes is contrary to what God revealed. So now you have two reports. You have what God revealed to you in the spirit. That's why the passage that we read says that we don't live by what we can see. We live by what God is revealing. We're living by the unseen. The unseen realm is more real to us than the seen. And so, so the, the seen, that's temporary. That's subject to change. The unseen is not. So, so we here we are, 
God is revealing things to us by the Holy Spirit in our prayer closet and we can see it. But then we come out out of, out of our prayer closet and we come into this world and then we see things in this world that are contrary to what God revealed. Now, we must have the faith. The language of faith is, I have the faith to say what I saw until I see what I saw. And I'm not going to be moved by what I see with these natural eyes. I'm not going to allow what I see to change what I say. So <laughs> I'm going to try to explain this you know, in a way that you can get it. God knows the end from the beginning. You know that, right? I mean, because God knows everything. So he has a knowledge of everything that would ever happen on the earth. So when God speaks to you, remember that God is speaking to you informed by his foreknowledge of your decisions. So your decisions and your actions, they do matter. People say, well, if God knows everything, God set up everything, then I guess, you know, my actions, my decisions don't matter. No, 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 no. Your decisions matter. It's just that God doesn't have to wait till Friday to know what you're going to decide on Friday. So based on his foreknowledge of your decisions, he predestined you. He predestined you based on his foreknowledge of, uh, of your decisions and your actions. So now when God reveals something to you, he's revealing, he speaks to your to-be stage from your right now stage, right? So God calls those things which be not as though they were. So God is calling those things to be from your right now, and he's calling it because he, he has the perspective of eternity, and you and I, we're living in time. And so now this is how he's leading us into the future that he wants for us. He's leading us into the future that he destined for us by giving us glimpses, by revealing things to us by the Holy Spirit, things that are future to us, but pass to him because he already seen it, right? So the Holy Spirit reveals things to, to us. These things are part of our future as far as like those of us that live in, within the continuum of time is future to us. But God who's in eternity, he's already seen it happen. So you can say that for him is, is, is past already, but for us is future. So when, when God reveals it to us, what he wants, because we, if you really believe that God has already been to your future and you really believe that if God said it, he will perform it. He's not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent. So if he's revealing it to you, then you have to believe what he said and then say what he said, which is the language of faith. So, so let me give you some examples. This is how God can look at a man who didn't have any babies, Abraham, and call him the father of many nations, right? This is how God can look at a scared farmer, Gideon, who saw himself as the weakest man from the weakest clan and call him a mighty man of valor. This is how why? Because God is calling those things which be not as though they were. This is how Jesus could look at somebody and basically call their healing from heaven into the present. He could, he could call healing. He, he wasn't moved by what he was seeing with, with his physical eyes. He was moved by what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do. So even when the Holy Spirit was, he could look at a lame man and see him walking. And so Jesus would then call walking into the lame man, right? He could look at a blind man and see the man seeing. And therefore, he could call the man from blindness into, into sight because the Holy Spirit was leading him to do it. Jesus said, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. And Jesus is our example. So, so like Jesus, we will face situations that, that look one way, and then the Holy Spirit will reveal something to us a whole different way. And we have to believe what God is revealing on the inside and not be moved by what we're seeing on the outside because we are imitators of God like little children. I'm, I'm building on this, right? I, I'm going to get there. I'm just trying to build my case. Number two, I keep telling you that we're imitators of God. This is from Ephesians chapter five and verse one. We are called to be imitators of God. The Bible says like little children. So in Ephesians chapter one, I mean, five and one, basically 
what Paul was saying is just like little kids imitate their parents, we're supposed to imitate God. Well, God calls those things which be not as though they were. So we're supposed to call those things which be not as though they are, right? And so Isaiah 46 and 10 says that God calls the end from the beginning. So when we're speaking the language of faith, what well, this is what we're doing. I'm just trying to make it plain. The Holy Spirit reveals something to you. Now, what he reveals to you doesn't line up with what you're seeing with your natural eyes. Now you got a situation. Now, what do I do? Now, if I'm living, the text says, by the unseen, not the seen, then what I'm getting on the inside, the input I'm getting on the inside has to be more real to me than the input I'm getting with, through my five physical senses. And so if the input that I'm getting on the inside is more real to me than the input that I'm getting with my five physical senses, and I really believe the input I'm getting from the Holy Spirit, right? So now the text says, I believe, therefore I speak. So now I'm going to speak what my daddy, I'm, I'm imitating my daddy. So I'm imitating my daddy. What am I going to do? I'm going to speak what God is revealing, even though it doesn't line up with what I'm seeing in the natural world. And I'm not moved by what I see in the natural. I'm only moved by what I see in the spirit. I am an imitator of God, like a little child, like a little, I am God's child and I am imitating what he's telling me to imitate. You, you got it? I'll keep building. So when God allows you to see something in the spirit, it is future to you, but is, is past to him because for him it's already done. And when, when God reveals something to you, we call it revelation, right? Because it's almost like God is peeling back the curtain so you could see what he already planned for you from the foundations of the world. So he's revealing to you what's already prepared for you, but was concealed from you. And then when he does, he's looking for you to have faith. So what is faith? Faith is me believing what I saw. Faith is, and now faith is me making decisions in the present based on what God revealed to me about what I consider to be future for me, because it hasn't happened yet, but it's only a matter of time. And so now I'm aligning, I'm literally making decisions like, let's say I was about to do something else, but God revealed something to me through the Holy Spirit in prayer. So now, based on this new revelation and the new information I have, I can't go do what I was going to do this week. I have to do something else. Why? Because now I'm making decisions in the present based on what I believe God revealed to me about my future. And so I'm aligning my lips and I'm aligning my legs, my lips, my words, my legs, my actions. I align, I align my lips and my legs with what God revealed to me about my future. It is future to me, but it's past to him. This is how 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. The opposite of faith is not doubt. If I, if I were to stop the average person on the street, I say, hey, what is the opposite of faith? They'll say, well, doubt, right? The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is sight, is natural sight. You got two options. You can either live by faith, meaning that you're living by what God is revealing, or you can live by sight, meaning your five physical senses. So you can live as a mere human, even though you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. You can live as a mere human where you're just interacting with this world through the five physical senses and you're living by email and, and, and every report you get from the doctor and every financial statement you can see with your natural eyes and you're living by what you see on the news and, and you're like, you're, you're waiting for every update on COVID-19 and the Delta variant and all of that. You can live like that or you can live by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you that sometimes don't line up with the news 
And you got to be okay with, with believing if you if what God is revealing to you is more real to you in the natural than, than what you're getting in the natural, then you're living by faith and not by sight. And the only way for it to become more real to you is you got to meditate and medicate on it. When God speaks something to you, you, you got to get it and you got to meditate on it. You got to meditate on it. You got to think about it all the time. You got to go over it. You got to play it in your heart over and over and over and over again till it becomes more real to you than what you see with your natural eyes. Because what you see with your natural eyes is just living like a mere human. So the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is sight. So I'm not going to live by sight. I'm not going to live as a mere human. I'm going to live by faith. God reveals things to me that are that are future to me, but past to him. And then I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. So God is able to call those things which be not as though they are because he already saw it. And since we are imitators of God like little children, then I got to do the same thing, right? And so I'm saying what God has revealed to me. And then this is especially important in situations where, where what I'm seeing in the natural doesn't line up with what God is revealing to me. So I have to say what God said, even in the face, watch this, even when I don't have any sense realm evidence to support what God said, and even when the sense realm evidence I do have is contrary to what God said. God still expects me to say what he said so I can see what he said. You got it? So I have to say it in order to see it. I have to see, I believe it, first of all. And if I really believe it, then I'm going to say it. The text says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. You got it? I'm just trying to build this out. And then last thing for today, my third point is I need to give you some clarity around something that the Lord wanted me to, to give you some clarity on. Uh, here's the third point. The third point is calling those things that be not yet as though they are should be an exercise in faith and not in foolishness. It should be an exercise in faith and not in foolishness. Let me explain this uh, as I close for today. So Abraham was 99 years old when the Lord re revealed to him that the time had come from him for him to have a promised child. And his name at this, at this point was still Abram. God called him when he was 74. He was Abram. 24 years later, he's 99, and he's still Abram. His, his wife is known as Sarai, and he's knows, known as Abram. God says at 99 years old, so he's 99, right? He's almost 100 years old. His wife is, is almost 90 years old, and God says you're still going to have that baby. Matter of fact, not only are you going to have your, that baby, but I want to, I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. Now, God changed his name at 99 years old and says around this time next year, you're going to have, you're going to have the baby. You're going to have the promised child. But I want you, I want to change your name now. Before you have the baby, I'm changing your name now. I need you to go around and introduce yourself as Abraham. Where people say, hey, Abram, oh, no, my name is not Abram anymore. My name is Abraham, even though Abraham means father of many nations, even though people know I don't have the baby, <laughs> I don't have the baby yet. I have to go around saying like I have the baby, even though I don't have the baby. And so God was requiring him to walk around 
for nine months saying, my name is Abraham. I'm the father of many nations. Why? He had to say what God was saying, what God revealed to him about his future. He had to say it in the present. So it boils down to saying in the present what God has revealed to you about your future and then saying it like it's already done. Like if you really believe it, then you got to say it like it's already done. But let me explain the difference between faith and foolishness as I close. So some people don't want to acknowledge. So the whole thing with Abraham, the whole power was that he was in a bad situation. Some people, you know, he was almost 100 years old. She was 90 years old. They couldn't have no babies. So that was faith. Some people don't want to acknowledge the situation that they're in because they say, well, I don't want to claim it, right? I don't want to claim it. I don't want to speak that over my life. Let me explain. Abraham's testimony was that they believed God for 25 years and they finally got the promised child. And they got the promised child when they were past the childbearing stage. In Romans chapter 4, Paul explains it. God gave them the promise when he was about 100 years old. And, 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 and Paul explains that his body from the waist down was not working. His stuff was not working. And back then they didn't have that little blue pill. You know what I'm saying? So his stuff was not working. And her, her stuff had never worked. So here he is about 100 years old. His stuff is not working no more. He had to believe, the, the text says, I like the way that, that Paul said it. He had to believe that God could give life to the dead, <laughs> that God could give life to some dead stuff. And, and her stuff had never worked. So here he is, about 100 years old. His stuff is not working no more. She couldn't even have babies when she was 18. But the Bible says that they had to believe God. He had to walk around saying, hey, my name is Abraham. I'm the father of many nations, even though that was the situation that we, he was in. But the situation being so dire means that the testimony is so great. If the testimony... If the situation wasn't bad, there wouldn't be no testimony. He went around saying, hello, my my name is Abraham, father of many nations, knowing he didn't have the baby yet, but he was, he was giving the testimony that even though he was about 100 years old, the baby was still coming. So when I run into people today that say, oh, I'm not sick. The devil is lying. I'm not going to claim it. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not sick. No, stop. What you're doing, the Bible says that God calls those things which be not as though they are. What you're doing is calling those things that are as though they're not. God never told you to do that. So, so let me explain further. I ran into a situation um, years ago. There was this guy in my church and, and he broke his arm and he had a cast on his arm. And I said, oh man, you broke your arm. How long is it going to take to heal? And the guy said, my arm ain't broke. The devil is a liar. I don't claim that. My arm ain't broke. The devil is a liar. I don't claim that. You see, that's foolishness. That's not faith. I looked at him and I said, dude, tell me how long the doctor said it's going to take to heal and we could pray for God to speed it up, right? Or, or we could pray for God to heal you right now or whatever. Let's pray. You know, that God could speed up the healing process. You have a broken arm. God can heal your broken arm. But if you're telling me that your arm ain't broke, then you don't need healing. You might as well, you should take off the cast. I mean, God never said to take something that clearly is and then say it's not. No, God is saying, acknowledge the situation and then speak the language of faith, right? Abraham was like, the, the text is clear. Abraham couldn't have no kids at 100 years old. His wife had never been able to have any kids, right? All her life, but they still believe God. So they acknowledge the situation and then here comes faith. So it's okay, look at me as I close. It's okay to acknowledge your situation because if your situation is not real, 
then you don't need a real blessing. If your situation is not real, then you don't need a real breakthrough. Don't ask me to pray if your situation is not real. If your situation is not real, then go ahead. I guess you, I guess you're not going through it. But if you really are in a real bad situation, then you can get a real breakthrough from your real God. But you can acknowledge the situation. I'll use um, Jairus as I close. So Jairus comes up to Jesus and says, sir, master, my daughter is dying. I'm not going to lie about it. She's dying. I'm not going to say the devil is lying. No, my daughter's dying. She's at the point of death. But here, we, here comes the language of faith. But if you would come and lay hands on her, she shall recover and she shall live. And Jesus was like, okay, cool, let's go. If, if, if Jairus would have came up and said, well, my daughter ain't sick. My daughter ain't sick. The devil is lying. Then Jesus would never went to his house. Right? I mean, so let's, let's acknowledge the situation. Maybe even acknowledge the, the dire, the, the state of the situation, how bad it is. And then speak the language of faith so that you can release your faith to receive what God is saying over your life. So, because if it's not real, then it's not a testimony. I mean, come on now. You can't have the testimony if you're not really going through something. So let's say that acknowledging the fact that you're going through something is not naming it, is not claiming it, is not speaking it over your life. It's just acknowledging like, hey, babe, I need you to pray with me. What's my body is under attack, but I receive healing now in Jesus name. Let's release our faith. Because my body is under attack and I am in pain, but I'm taking my healing now, right? Because if my body's not under attack and I'm not in pain, then doggone it, what, what you need prayer for? So, so acknowledge the situation, then speak the language of faith. I hope this is helping you. I hope you, you got to speak the language of faith where you're calling those things which be not as though they are, not, not calling those things that are as though they are not. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father. This is a season of leveling up for me. So I level up by speaking words of faith from a believing heart. By your spirit, you have re revealed things to me that you prepared for me from the foundations of the world. Now, these are things that you will do in my future. So I speak to them from my present. I call those things which be not as though they are. I declare everything you reveal to me about my path. I am calling my future from my present. I am doing it by faith. I am not moved by what I see with my natural eyes. I say what you said until I see what you said because what you reveal to me is more real to me than what I see with my natural eyes. I am living on earth, but I'm declaring what I receive from heaven. This is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. I tried my best to explain this. I hope this was a blessing to you. You might need to listen to this again. If this message was a blessing, do me two, two favors. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.